I've had the privilege of being a minister in the Anglican Church in Stockport and Crewe, Somerset, and then at Cathedral in Exeter down in Devon. And now as Bishop of Shrewsbury, mental health issues have always been taboo, swept under the carpet. I think particularly in Christian circles. Christians, mental health issues, surely not. We have Christ. But I was interested to note that when um, the Bishop of Lincoln, Edward King, was introduced to his clergy in the diocese, he was told that they could be divided into three categories. Those who'd gone out of their minds, those who were about to go out of their minds, and those who had no minds to go out of at all. <laughs> Am I being flippant? Am I being frivolous? There's actually a serious point here. When I was training for the ministry in Bristol, we were taken on placement to the psychiatric ward in Bristol Hospital. 16 beds. Four of those beds were occupied by clergymen. That was salutary to a naive 23-year-old who felt he had some sort of awareness but perhaps thought it was about us good helping those who are bad, us who are healthy, bringing healing to those who are sick, us with light, banishing darkness. And yet we all know here today that an important part of our spiritual growth is recognizing the darkness within ourselves, our own weaknesses, acknowledging our shadow side, and understanding that we are work in progress, and at the best, we are wounded healers. And no doubt we also know people today who've been a tremendous help to us in our lives, and yet we perhaps discovered later that when they were helping us, they were in the midst of their own troubles. I had two spiritual directors, one suffered from massive panic attacks, and the other with clinical depression but what a help they were to me and how Jesus Christ used them to help me grow. And maybe too, we have been surprised that when we were suffering massive doubts, when we faced great challenges and anxiety, that we were called upon to help other people. And we were amazed to be told afterwards that somehow we were a turning point for others when we seem to be in such a mess ourselves. I think there's a sense of inadequacy and helplessness in all this. My most recent post was at a cathedral, and in a cathedral, it's like a beach, really. All the flotsam and jetsam wash up at the cathedral shore, and you actually begin to see how little care there really is in the community. And as missioner, I had an office on the side of the cathedral, and someone would come round and say, someone's here in trouble, someone seems troubled, they need someone to talk to, can you come? And you listen, and you're with them, and you pray for them. And for the time there seems maybe a calm, some sense of healing. But you're also aware you're putting one small band-aid over a huge gaping wound as they come back again and again 
five days later, a month later. People on a merry-go-round pass from doctor to social services to police to church. We need to recognize our inadequacy in all this. The inadequacy of the church's pastoral care in some areas and our need for help as the body of Christ. Called to bring healing and yet wounded ourselves. So I'm glad to be here and I'm looking forward to the input of this conference, the excellent titles we have. I'm very grateful to the Bible Society for Premier Life, the Christian Resources Exhibition and the Mind and Soul Directors for putting this conference on. And to thank the speakers for their preparation. I want to thank you for being here and the contributions you will make in your conversations and discussions. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you long for your creation to be reconciled to yourself. And in Jesus, you embrace the brokenness of your world with your outstretched arms on the cross. Visit us today with your Holy Spirit. Brood over this conference. Inspire our speakers and our conversations. Grant us greater understanding of ourselves and the people we serve. And together open us up to your healing power through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.